Welcome back to the Stuff Jesus Said podcast. I'm Eric Payton. And I'm Corey Nickel. And this is our fourth episode, so we want to thank you for downloading this episode. I guess it's not really welcome back to everyone. Maybe this is someone's first time. For sure. In that case, welcome. We're glad you're here. And if it's your second time or your third time, welcome back. And Absolutely. welcome back, Corey. Yeah, so so good. I know right now we're about a month apart from our episode, so it sometimes takes a little bit of time, but it feels like, hey, we're back. We're here again together, yeah, yeah. ready to dig in. Yeah, it has been a little while, but uh, our goal moving forward, I think, is to do every every couple weeks or every, um, what was it, four to six weeks. So we're, yeah. we're, we're right about we're it. About, we're pretty we're, close. We're doing all right. We're doing all right. We have got busy lives, I guess. Um so, yeah. Corey, what have you been up to lately? Oh, I can't even remember. You can't remember. It's been, it's been that. Too long. I, it's been a wild ride. I uh, Basically, the month of March was, M- March and April here was, uh, for me, just continuous grind um, of speaking. Um, I was I was literally probably at, at about six different events over the Midwest. Um, Where at? Yeah, so I mean, anywhere from Spencer, Iowa, to um, Hidden Acres Retreat nice. Center, um, to a couple different schools. Um, I don't even remember where else. You're Minnesota. Minnesota. Right? I was in Minnesota. Yeah. I was just yeah, like in all these places, one. but I literally had like eight weeks in a row where I traveled or spoke somewhere. Um, Revive right here in Des Moines, West Des Moines, and Ames, uh, well, and Ames, and yeah, yeah, but up in Cairo. So just like I, I can't remember. Like that's how crazy it was. On top of that, I was teaching. I was being a golf coach. I was. Um, yeah, that is awesome. Doing my masters, yeah. I um, so finishing my masters. I'm, I have finals this week. I you make um, me feel like I just don't do anything with my life. I well, yeah. I, I like <laughs> you can say it. You, you n- no, it's, that's you not how I feel. I like I, uh, this is the overload. Like it's obvious that I'm on overload because I can't remember what I've all done, and I'm still on top of that, trying to be like a great husband and friend and. Yeah. Um, whatever I am to people like I, uh, like yeah. I got to get yeah. back at it. So anyway, yeah. Corey's life crazy. Eric, what about yours? What have you done with your time? Um, well in the last month, my mom got married. Um, so that was kind of a big deal in my family. Um, just been working at the church, uh, working on, I've got another golf podcast. I, I don't know. I how, love have it. I, have I mentioned that in this? I, I don't know. Maybe, but a little, little shameless being plug a golf for my, uh, golf lover. podcast. If love you like it. golf, check out the looper podcast um it's available everywhere as well so that's that's something i've been focusing on doing some golf writing as well but yeah just trying to keep up with a oh my gosh she's 17 months now so here's the thing this i just had this conversation with another person the other day like at what point do you stop saying how many months a kid is yeah because it's time when someone asks and i say like Oh, is a year. A year is very different than 17 months. A year oh, yeah. is very different than like 14 months. But the problem is someone asked me how many months he was the other day. And I said, oh, he's 15 months. Well, I'd been saying he was 15 months for two <laughs> for months. For 15 months. Right for now. two months. <laughs> so, so like he's not 15 right. months still. He's, I think you're at the time where you can say he's a year and a half old. And then you I, could say I he's two he, years old. I think he just, I'm not going to do the math, but I think he just turned 17 months. Anyway. That's a, that's a little side tangent. It's almost but, a year and a half. Um, Might just, as well say. Just trying to keep up with the little one. That's but, awesome. Yeah. That's so. funny. And he is growing rapidly. I, the, he is. Because I watch from afar. Clubs. He's swinging golf clubs. He's running around on trampolines. Like the kid is, he's there. He's ready. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I love that. We love to try and, you know, it being about a month apart to kind of date the podcast too. like what's mm-hmm. been happening. Um, yeah. So I know we wrote down some of the things that have happened over the past few weeks. Yeah. But first, what are, what are you drinking? Because oh, I yes. am, I'm pumped about these drinks. Yeah. So I, I honestly, my, my voice and body is a little under the weather and I was <laughs> just going to go for like a mint tea or but like I tempted a, you. Yeah. But this time you tempted me. Yep. See, mom, it's not just me tempting people. <laughs> Eric is tempting me and he me. pulled out nickel. some new Glarus Brewing Co. Spotted Cow, which I'm a sucker for some spotted cow yep. um, from Wisconsin. Um, There's something about that. It's just only available in Wisconsin that makes it taste better. You just want it more. Yeah. Yeah. If it was available here in Iowa, it probably wouldn't taste as good right i don't know why that is yeah, but anyway good. back to the current events so one of my favorite current events over the last 
month has been obviously Tiger winning the Masters. Ah. He's, that that is just, you know, that's the reason why I play golf was Tiger Woods, and to see him back was just so much fun. It was wild. Yeah. And if since we're always brutally honest in this podcast, like I was glued to the TV. It was like incredible. I was definitely making the TV my idol. So there's a sin. <laughs> Secondly. I also had this, like, after he won, like, I had this emotional moment where I really sincerely had some tears in my eyes. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, I had this conflict of, like, knowing his story and knowing that he really messed up his life and his choices at one part of time. But, yeah, yeah. I still was rooting for him to come back. And and, and it's not, like, I don't know him personally. I don't know his life, so I'm not going to judge it. I just know what I've read and what I've, you know, seen as as facts, I think. Yeah. But there, I had that conflict in the midst of it. It's like, ah. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. But I've, he I've, still I've, has this, like, linkage to this story. So, anyway, I don't know. But, like, to go from the that bottom pit to the pain in his physical body yeah. to think he could ever come back and do it again. I, like, I think I tweeted out, like, greatest comeback story ever, oh, question yeah. mark. Yeah. I didn't respond That's to it, up but for I debate. I think respond. it's up for debate now. Like it, that has got to be in the hat, like the uh, pool, yeah. the hat for saying, is that the greatest comeback yeah. story? Anyway, that was one yeah. of the events. Yeah. Anyway, we should probably go through these pretty quickly. Sure. Um, we were talking about the, uh, I don't know, the the Kyle Corver. I don't know if anyone has, has read this, but Kyle Corver wrote an article on being uh, privileged, basically racially privileged in players tribune yeah in in our world and i thought that was really interesting and want to take get your take on it because you actually know the corver family yeah i do um and uh, honestly here here's here was my first reaction when i saw i didn't know he was writing this um when i saw that he had a story out i immediately thought it's about his brother's death when his brother passed away almost a year ago now yeah um I thought that's what it was going to be about because that's, that's a tough year. Mm-hmm. But I, I started reading it. I was like, whoa, this is about literal, this racial struggle and story. Yeah. And I think right there, that was a testament to him because mm. he could have written a totally different story. Yeah. He noted at the beginning of it, like I should have written this a long time ago. Yeah. And he was putting himself into a conversation that needs to be had. And he wants to be a part of it and he yeah. wants to ensure that progress is made and he's committing to that yeah. and knowing him and his family they're always committing to awesome initiatives and awesome and they follow through right mm-hmm. um and so i i i was humbled to read it and i was you know i was reminded of many things and um and even in my own mission work that i've done you know around the world like it's a great it's a great reminder yeah. um and i I totally respect him and it was it was it was so good to read. Yeah, and and I don't know him but just hearing I mean the the article is very humbling. It, he 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 has a very humble spirit in it. Um cuz there's no he doesn't uh, throw out any answers. He just says like here's yeah. an issue. I'm part of the issue and I don't know what how we fix this. But yeah. but he was he was like you know there's something to to say about someone who comes and says like I don't know the answer. Yeah. You know, there's, yes. there's that, that's, I don't know. That was kind of attractive to yeah. me to, to listen to. But, um, the other thing that we had on our list that like a big current event was the Notre Dame cathedral burnt down yeah. in Paris, which yeah. I, I've never traveled. We, I've been we there. about this. You've been there. I've been there. Oh man. Yeah. So I have not traveled very much, but one thing that I love seeing, like, uh, when we were up in St. Paul, not long ago, they have a, the St. Paul Cathedral. Yeah. And I love that like old architecture, but there's only not so the much. One, not the one in the Vatican, the one in St. Paul, Minnesota. Yeah, St. Paul, Minnesota. <laughs> Sorry, I should clarify. Two very different. Two, two very different. But like that's old for me. I don't know how old that one is, but there's only so old you can get in the United States, right? Right. Like East but Coast. I love old. seeing, like my brother got married in the um, uh, Basilica in uh, Dyersville. That's where his wife's wow. from. Which was really cool. Like it's a yeah. you know very ornate and detailed and structure and yeah. So to see that that Notre Dame Cathedral mm-hmm. Was, mm-hmm. was yeah, it was wild. And I even saw the president committed to rebuilding it and and refinishing it in five years. 
because um, they have the they have the Olympics in like they, six years. I know, years. right? It's that's a reason. But you think that you know that's interesting because it's to them. It, you know that brought up an interesting question. We won't spend time on it, but like, um, it's this cathedral, this place of worship, has become a national monument for France. Mm-hmm. It's lost. It's lost some of its sense of worship as a tourism attraction, right? Um, but I guess you could say the same possibly about St. Paul's Cathedral in the Vatican, right? Yeah. Like the real basilica. Yeah. And, um, and and so it's interesting for me to observe these places of, of worship that were built for that purpose become like money raisers. And, and I think it's interesting yeah. for the for the leader of France is not really very religious. And right. so for him to say five years, we will rebuild. That is, took 150 in the first year. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's pretty crazy. So wild times. Last little current event. Well, hold on. The interesting thing about the about the cathedral is um there were a lot of people like on social media and stuff that were saying that you know there were pictures of the cathedral going up in flames and that they could they could see the outline of Jesus in mm. the flames and stuff and people were like putting out that oh this means that Jesus was not happy what was going on there and and Weird. you know all this sort of stuff like putting words in Jesus's mouth that he didn't necessarily mm. say and you know there's there's that was kind of an interesting tension that I found was like, yes, what you're saying about turning it into a tourist attraction, but Jesus didn't say, is you can't just say like, oh, Jesus said he's not happy with what was going on in the cathedral. Right, so because we it down. thought we saw flashes no, of him in the yeah, flames. Yeah, that's, that's a little bit of a stretch for me. But anyway, I thought, Are, the, I thought those responses were really kind of interesting. Well, I think that might link into something later today, Eric. Oh, yeah? I think it will. I think it will. Into our conversation. But last current event that we had, because I have to always shout out this guy, is Bob Goff. Oh yeah, um, one of my favorite old men in the world, and I hope yeah. I can just meet him someday and say you're the best old man. You I called know. him up, didn't you? Yeah, once upon a time I did. Yeah. He his was phone pretty, number. He was pretty book. cool. Yeah, yeah. I still have it in my phone just in case. But anyway, he started uh, his own podcast. It's called the Dream Big Podcast, and I've listened to a few episodes now, and it's fun just to hear people talk about how they like pursued their dream and made it happen. Yeah, maybe Which, someday we'll make it. Maybe we'll call him up in one of our episodes and just say like, "Hey, Bob." Yeah. I got a question for you. We're on a podcast, Bob. I can get him on FaceTime. I know. This recording. It would be super easy. You've got his number. It. Maybe we'll do that sometime. Tune in and see. I love it. Um, so before we get started, so there's a song that I really, really love. I, I, I don't know if I've ever asked you. It's called Ring the Bells. You've, yeah. Um, it's by Johnny Swim and Drew Holcomb from Drew Holcomb and the Neighbors. Mm-hmm. And this was kind of a... Um, an inspiration to initially this podcast. We actually wanted to use the song as the intro. But that costs money, but people. There's copyrights and no and one's stuff paying like us. that. And and we didn't we didn't want to reach out to those people and say, Can we use it? But um I think it, it casts a good vision for what this podcast what our what our hope and what our intent is behind this is one of the first lyrics is Ring the Bells, this time I mean it, bid the hatred fa- fairly well give back the pieces of my Jesus, take your counterfeit to hell. And that aggressive. counterfeit, what? <laughs> Just H-E double hockey sticks. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry for those who don't like that word, but we're going to say it. Um, but that idea of like a counterfeit Jesus, what f- figuring out who the real Jesus is and what he actually yeah. said and what he actually did um, is kind of the purpose of what we're doing here. And absolutely. And, and like, um, giving back the pieces of my Jesus take the counterfeit to hell is, mm-hmm. the, is the piece that really rang with yeah. me. And um, so I just thought that was kind of a cool piece and also a good way to um, kind of cast the vision for what we're trying to do here. Yeah, I love it. I think that's exactly what we're trying to do. And that's a great vision to remember as we head in um, to the next part. Just re- a recap from last time. Um, we had Ryan Hervey on yep. here with us, and we talked about... That was so awesome. That was a great episode. He, he just, he's full of so much wisdom. If you haven't gone and listened to that one, if this is your first episode or you skipped over that one, go back and listen. That to was that our one, best that one. Was, I thought that was the best one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was that was awesome. Yeah, for sure. And we, all, we, we centered around the phrase numerously repeated by Jesus, do not be afraid. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ryan had just so much insight to add on, on fear and... And we really brought it to a place where I thought we're like, we went down so many avenues of where yeah. fear can go and what Jesus is calling us to. It was yeah. great. 
I feel like there needs to be like a uh, what was that episode three mm-hmm. a three point one a three point two we could yeah just, subset just, it like, continue it later yeah um, so our topic today I'm gonna let you take the intro to this um, to the topic mm, because it's right. a listener requested and I don't know who the listener is you do I do I want to say thank you to that listener thank you for requesting that this is this is really gonna be interesting yeah. Uh, so good, good friend of mine actually from my workplace at Des Moines Christian and was sitting next to him in professional development today and just nudged him and said, Hey, we're talking about your, Oh, so he knows I told him. Nice. And so he just like, you should have seen it in the middle of PD where you're supposed to be quiet. He got really excited. So his name, his name is Brian Sponnet. (gasps) Brian, what's up? Find you, Brian. Yeah. Um, He'll love it. He's one of the he's one of the most charismatic, energetic, fun loving, and uh, people out What's there. He so, teach? so he's a fifth grade teacher. Um, awesome, awesome guy. Awesome area, yeah. and uh, excited that he requested this. So yeah, that is that. And I I think you have the verse pulled up yes. explicitly. So it's from Mark chapter one. Um, Do you want me to read the? the the whole yeah, section yeah okay. it's like five five verses right it's kind of yeah, around it's, it it's mark 140 through 45 the the title of this passage this section is jesus heals a man with leprosy and it says a man with leprosy came to him and begged him on his knees if you are willing can you make me clean jesus was indignant he reached out his hand and touched the man i am willing he said be clean immediately the leprosy left him and he was cleansed Jesus sent him away, and at once a strong warning. See that you don't tell this to anyone, but go show yourself to the priests and offer the sacrifices that Moses commanded for your cleansing as a testimony to them. Instead, he went out and he began to talk freely, spreading the news. As a result, Jesus could no longer enter the town openly, but stayed outside in lonely places. Yet the people still came to him from everywhere. So that's the passage. That's the passage. And specifically on the point that says, don't tell anyone. Right. Which is funny in this passage because the guy specifically <laughs> ignores that. <laughs> that like, passage. no. Like, people, well, and I, but it kind of makes sense though, right? Because he had this miracle that changed his life and people would notice. Yeah. What do you know what leprosy is? Like, yeah. What exactly? It has, it? so leprosy is going to be like a physical outward impale like impairment, not impairment, but like physical, um, change you're going to have kind of white, whitish skin with boils and pus and flaky. Oh, okay. And so leprosy is, is, is very much a, a dermatology related condition. Um, so he's going to look one net one way and then now be suddenly different to people. And lepers were very known cause they were few, and they were always kind of outcasted outside because they, yeah. you know, they thought it was contagious. Yeah. At the time, is it not? I don't think so. No. But I don't. It's curable I don't no. know. I, I don't know. So I've got this. Should I've got this skin condition up. called vitiligo. Whoa! Did you know that? No. It's what Michael Jackson had. Really? It's, it's what made him white, basically. Did you know that? Yeah. Well, I so knew like, that about him, but what? My, you're already white. See my? I know, right? I'm I'm white already. <laughs> I'm I'm very white. Your so eyebrow, eyebrow is, yeah, has a white dash in it. Yeah. If you've ever seen me before, I've got an eyebrow that has a white spot in it, and actually, it parts in my beard. It used to do it as well, but it's a loss of pigment in an area of your skin, hmm. and it's it's completely harmless. All it is is like a. It showed up in college. It just randomly hmm. showed up. Like my eyebrow just all of a sudden turned white, and it it's different. My understanding is it's different for people who have darker skin, because it's a worse condition and it, it, it grows more and it's also visible more obviously because they have dark skin. And so like you can, you can take a pill that'll bleach out the rest of your skin. And my understanding is that Michael Jackson actually took the pill would, would take these medicine, this medicine to bleach out the rest of his skin. So he looked all the same sure. and have a bunch of spotting. But anyway, that's, that's a tangent, but, Leprosy would be extremely much well, worse way, than way that. Worse, Mine's yeah. very mild and does not affect me in any way possible. Right, right, yeah. So, so physical differences. So people are probably gonna ask, like, "Whoa, like, how'd you get better?" But I think he might have gone out. This dude 
like just saying like, hey, everybody, look, I don't have leprosy. Jesus yeah. healed me. Like he, he did. He did the exact yeah. opposite yeah. of what Jesus told him to do. But I think we need to go back to that main point of why did Jesus tell him, don't tell anyone? Well, first, first of all, can we go back to like some my reactions to this? Sure. So when, when you told me that this was a listener requested, I was like, oh, yes, we've got a listener request, right? <laughs> and then when I heard it, I was like, oh, I don't want to do that one, though. I'll be honest. Like, that, that was my right. response. Because, like, so far the episodes we've had have been, like, very specific things where this is not only what he's telling his audience then, but he's telling us now, mm-hmm. and it's something we can take and do something with. And I was like, I don't feel like that's, like, applicable Right, because you know? the the message is opposite now. And this is what yeah. my friend Brian brought up, right? He's like, why would Jesus say not to tell anyone yeah. when later he's like, go tell everyone the story of me? Yeah, <laughs> right? like, like go, the Great Commission. Yeah, exactly. It's go like, and make disciples, right. which is basically go and tell. Right, so what he's saying in this context doesn't really apply to us today. Right. We think, right? But we can maybe bring it to a point yeah, I of think, understanding. Yeah, I think, I think we got somewhere. Yeah. But, um, so do you want me to just like explain like what my understanding yeah. is of why this happened? So here, it's the Tiger Woods story. I told you before oh, we started recording yeah. that I had something with the Tiger Woods story. If you've watched Tiger Woods, like last year he won the tour championship, which if right you're not at the a end golf of the season. fan, it's the very final event. Yeah. And then he just won the Masters, which is the first major. And there's this image of Tiger walking down the fairway, walking down the last hole, and people are everywhere. They're surrounding him. And like he's in the he's in the final group with Rory McElroy. And Rory has to like run forward so he's yes. not trampled by people. I remember people. that. So so what's happened? So actually this happens. Several times in the Bible, where someone, where Jesus says, "Now don't tell anyone that this happened." And actually, in this passage in Mark four or Mark one forty four, shortly after, it says, um, "You know, he he says, don't tell anyone." And the guy goes and tells people, and it says, as a result, Jesus could no longer enter a town openly, but stayed outside in lonely places. Mm-hmm. And so, my understanding is. The reason Jesus says don't tell anyone was kind of strategic because then he could he could get different places more freely so that he yeah. could tell people. So like if no one told anyone that Tiger was about to win the tour championship or win the Masters, Tiger and Rory and you know all the guys in his group and who were playing could have walked up the fairway easier. It would have right. been much more easy, you know, easier to do that. The security would have had a good time. The it would have been easy for the the guys who had the cameras to see Tiger and get some good shots, so that everyone around the world could see. Right. But instead, there was this chaos. Specifically, the Tour Championship. The Masters wasn't as much, but the Tour Championship, like the the camera guys were having trouble. Yeah, they couldn't even getting get, yeah. shots, and it was just it was pandemonium, and because it was such a big deal. And so my understanding is like. Hey, don't tell anyone because then I'm not going to be able to enter that town and tell people right. about the kingdom. Yeah. So one angle there could be Jesus saying that specifically, don't tell anyone just to provide him some more time and space to really enter into this town and continue to minister, to be able to find a nice place to, to stay, to not be, you know, like pulled in the market and and basically saying, heal me, heal me. Like he just has a little bit of a buffer still to do what he needs to do. And I would, I would second that because if you look later in the Bible, even like five chapters later, when he is going on the sermon on the Mount and telling the Beatitudes, right? Mm -hmm. This is a spot. We talked about this back in episode, I think one and two, because we had the same context, right? I think in episode one, the salt of the earth, he's that's part of his sermon on the Mount. Um, so he had to give a sermon on a mount, right? So on the yeah. side of a hill yeah. because he had so many people following him that he couldn't just address 
his disciples anymore. He had to, to, to address a humongous crowd. And yeah. there were so many people that it was bothersome. And even other points in the Bible, he would get on a boat yeah, in the water say, yeah. and then like, preach to the crowd yeah, to keep them, out. like, give it a get of a, a buffer, right? Yeah. And yeah. so, obviously here, I think this angle is very real for him and applicable that um, he just needed that space and that time to try and continue to do what he needs to do. And that's why he told you know, this guy, don't just go telling everyone. Okay, here, here's an interesting thought, though. Don't you think he knew that if he told the guy, don't tell anyone, he was going to tell people anyway? Probably. Well, which is, it's just, I like, mean, yeah, why, because, why, you know, I, that's <laughs> right. what I'm wondering, like, you're God, you know, if you heal this guy and you're going to say, don't tell anyone, he's going to ignore you. Right. You already know that ahead of yeah. time. But, you know, that's that's a whole other thing right. that you could get into, like, the Philippians where he emptied himself and, and yeah. what did he actually anyway right we're not gonna go down that that, road that just popped into my head like here's another thing that popped into my head is this idea of like what it might have felt like for him at times for jesus at times um i thought of justin bieber and back in the day of right all of his believers who were young teenage girls that were just like in panic and pandemonium every time Biebs would show up anywhere. Like Bieber, if anyone knew, if anyone had a clue where he would be, it was chaos. He would be smothered and stripped and like just not ever have a chance. I like, I feel like that was sort of the Jesus factor at the time, right? It was like people were just like touching him, wanting to be healed. And we see that later in scriptures, right? Just to touch his robe, to touch his cloak, I would get healed, you know, the faith of the woman and all of these things. And so I think, yeah, I think it was totally a buffer for space and time. Mm-hmm. Like, please just let me be me and do what I need to do. Nope. Didn't happen. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's, that's, so, uh, it, it's, it's, it's weird for me because where's that line, you know, like where's the line between, no, tell everyone and don't tell anyone, you know? Well, but I think that comes later. And it's not that it's not that he ever says after a miracle, like, go tell everyone, right? I, I'm not... Actually, I don't know. Maybe he does say that somewhere. That's, I'm going to look That's on up. me. That's on me. He, okay, Eric's going to look it up while I keep talking. You know, I think... I, I think another question we need to look at is when he is saying this. And that's that's uh, at the beginning of his ministry as well. Yeah, that's right. What, yeah. So he really hasn't established himself as the son of God. He really hasn't established himself as this miracle doing prophetic son son of God with glory and power rabbi. Yeah. He is just kind of a commoner at this time. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit special and set apart that people have noticed. Yeah. Um, but he is, this is a very, this is Mark chapter one. Right. Like it's right, the right. very beginning of his ministry. Disciples are just now following him. And then boom, the first town he goes to, right? He, he does this miracle and he's kind of like, Hey, just keep it on the down low. So we had to think about the win of this statement. Yeah. And then that's another reason why he says it is, Hey, I need again that space and time to really get established here and kind of figure out how this is all going to work before yeah. I have people flood in my face. And there is, I just quickly looked up that in Mark 5, he heals, looks like a demon possessed man and says, yeah. Go home to your own people and tell them how much the Lord has done for you um, and how he has had mercy on you. So, you know, I, without having looked at that entire passage, I don't know if, you know, it says go to your home own hometown. Um, I don't yeah. know if it's somewhere different it's, where he didn't plan on going well, to. Or, you possibly, know. but isn't that the one um, with the demon-possessed man and the pigs? Like, yeah. they all go to the pigs. Yeah, I remember that story. And, and uh, but I think, again, that's Mark chapter 5. Like, that's more right. down the line of his ministry. And, yeah, it might have been a town he wasn't going to go to. It session, too. Yeah. Like, he's going to do it anyway. Yeah, so like, I have people by this time <laughs> are going to do it. But... Again, you know, there might have been a testament to that man. That like that's a, I don't know if I want to compare miracles, but like this miracle that we have here of leprosy and the miracle we have of this man who had been yeah. in a cave chained with demon possession. Right. Like there's a pretty big difference in that second miracle with a demon possessed man might have more of an impact in a story than 
this leprosy. And I don't want to, again, yeah. as you know, it's like what sin is greater than another or what miracle is greater than, I don't yeah. know, but that could be another reason why five chapters later he's saying, yeah, you need to go tell people. And again, let's think of when maybe his ministry right. is more established at that time. Yeah. I think, I think what it comes down to is, is it's a strategic comment, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's not like this isn't a, a comment where he's saying like, all of my followers make note of this and you know, tell people not to tell or, or you know, don't tell other people about me or about what's happened. Right. You know, that, that's not, it's very, a very specific place and time. Um, that being said, what is it? Um, I'm going to look this up quick. I think it's sec. Is it second Timothy three sixteen? Um, oh Yeah. All scripture is God breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. So there's, there's part of me when, when I heard this was like, oh, that's a throwaway verse and it's not useful or applicable, right? Mm. But the Bible also says that all scripture is God breathed and there is basically a, a point to it. Right. Right. Yeah. But I, I don't think the point is to say, like we said earlier, hey, your, my followers yeah. should not tell anyone. No, correct. You know, yeah, because because of is the Great Commission, and then also um, I was thinking um, the the parable of the Great Banquet, which is yes. Matthew twenty. I'm not gonna be able to pull that right now. Possibly, I think um, twenty two or twenty three. But anyway, look up the parable of the Great Banquet, and it's hey, go into the streets and tell everyone. everyone bring them into my house so my house may be full is right. the story. And that's the story of the kingdom. Like you want to tell people and bring people in. So there's this tension between not telling and telling. And so that's, I think where we, we land on or not land on this, but, but continue with is say, why does this matter for us then today? If right. Jesus is saying the, the great commission the parable of the great banquet, obviously the message is go and tell people and these healings uh, to those individuals don't tell anyone. Yeah. And, and I think this kind of brings me to the, the next item I would love to talk about um, in this. And that's, and it links me back to what you said about the uh, Notre Dame cathedral earlier too. Okay. Cause you were, you know, that's why I, pointed at that point. I was like foreshadowing. Yeah, and I, I don't know. And I don't think you this. got it, but I, I got it. I, I think I got it. it. <laughs> so essentially, right. What you said was there's people who swore they saw or think they saw Jesus's figure in the flames. Mm-hmm. And so by them thinking that they saw that they then go out and, and project the message of Jesus is unhappy with this church. Yeah. With this, country with this political yeah. stand with this and this and they use something they think they saw and experienced in order to give a message that may not even be incorporated in what Jesus would ever say yeah nor should yeah. it possibly be labeled like Christian message from the interpretation of the Notre Dame burning yeah like no yeah. That's bad that's headline. A, that's bad press. That's that's not what we need. Okay. I re- I remember when uh, Hurricane Katrina happened. Yes. And there was all these like, um, you know, televangelists and stuff, or you know, whatever yeah. they are, that say like, oh, this is God's judgment on New Orleans, and yeah. that that just is Jesus did not say that. Correct. You know. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like he didn't explicitly not, write that in the sky or with blood on the wall. Like, hey, this was me. Nor you is deserved it, it. Nor is it in the theme of what he says in general, no. like, Oh, I'm going to judge, you know, you do something bad and I'm going to bring a hurricane right. or, or, you know, any yeah. of those things, yeah. which is completely mm-hmm. would be the counterfeit Jesus that we good. That would be in that, yeah. that song that stands out to me that, yes, Hey, you're, you're making this counterfeit Jesus. That is not the true one anyway. Yeah. And ahead. so let's take that back. Yeah. Right. And I love that because that ties exactly into why we do this podcast and, that that theme song right for us from johnny swim and drew halcombe um but and we want to take that back and i think that also might have been a part of jesus's statement at that time is this is my first miracle 
this is a guy that doesn't know how to tell people exactly what happened well here and explain it well. And because of that, right, the repercussion is that now people get the wrong idea or they Mm -hmm. hear a message and now they become overly interested because they want to be healed, not because they're actually interested in the message that I'm bringing, that I am the son of God, but they want this miracle for me. Like they want to be um, healed right now. And and again, I think I mentioned this back in episode one, right? So if you're here for the first time, like go, go back there, hear this kind of ongoing tie that we've got going in and weave, we've got going in all our messages. But um, I think Jesus has a part of that there, in my opinion, that he's kind of like, whoa, let's just sow the horses until we all understand what's truly going on here more than yeah. just the wow factor of what you're getting. And I, I, I wish I would have had this, this passage ready, but, and maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think there's a passage where Jesus gets in the boat and goes the other at yeah. side of the sea, mm-hmm. and still the people follow him somehow. Yeah. And he gets out and he says, "Why do you people follow me? You just want to be yes. healed, basically." He does, and that's not, basically that's not what I'm, I'm. What I'm here for is to bring the kingdom, yes. and to preach the kingdom. Yes, and you just want you just want my gifts rather than yeah. the relationship. There's something. Yeah. There is a passage I, like I wanna, that, and and maybe I'll, I'll put that in the show notes once we look it up later because I feel. I feel weird just throwing it out there. Right, we want to be specific and biblically but, based. But I want to I want to point that out that like there is some like not knowing what the message is when he's there. People want maybe the the good gifts and yeah. not necessarily the the even better <laughs> betterness. Is that right. a word? I don't think that's no, a word. No, but, but it works. But the betterness of a relationship with Jesus and the kingdom of God. Yeah. Right. And um. I think there's an element of that in us normally, like, hey, we we come to come to Jesus or come to God because we want because he's this genie, right? We have right. this image of a genie that just will will heal us and will make our lives yeah. all these sorts of you know he'll he'll get me my dream job and whatnot. And I think I've gone on a little bit of a tangent, but that's an interesting point that you pointed out that that he's he's acknowledging or he, he might he might know that the person is not quite fully got what the message is that the kingdom yes. of god is at hand and i'm bringing the kingdom mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he might just be saying like hey this dude will heal people right and and, yeah. and that'll bring a huge crowd which will make it hard yeah. for him to say like no the kingdom of god is at hand yes i'm healing people but the king like it's about the kingdom not about me healing people yes right exactly exactly and i think that draws us in, into a conversation that, that I want to have um, that we talked about earlier, right, is this idea of evangelism today. Yeah. And, I, and, you know, I'm not here to tell people how to evangelize. I'm not here to tell them, you know, what's right and wrong because I don't know, right? Like, that's not why I'm here. But, yeah. but there's a... There's a uh, you keep hitting your phone. I know. Your I don't know. I don't know what that on. is going on over there. It's so my <laughs> voice recording was on and it just recorded everything I just said. So I, we'll just really post weird. that as the podcast. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I I think there's a, you know, I think going going back to this connection where Jesus is like mm, maybe don't go tell everyone for time and space for a buffer, but also possibly because this guy wasn't ready or understanding of what really to tell people. And I think when I evaluate myself and I evaluate Christians I know and I evaluate my middle school Bible students, yeah. I am I'm kind of concerned at time that people actually don't know how to go and tell the good news of Christ. Yeah. Yeah. So have you ever read or do you know the book uh, Simply Good News by N.T. Wright? No. If anyone listening I, I it's one of my favorite books ever because it's like I, I read it a long time ago but it's it's basically hey what if you could if you ask yourself what is the good news like what is the news that we're sharing most people would be like uh even even Christians may be like uh yeah. what it, you know like what is it uh that you know that Jesus can heal me you know yes. like that's not the good news. Like there is very specific, even when you say like evangelism, 
it almost makes me like yeah, cringe, like cringe a, little a little bit. Little. It's, Isn't it's, that because sad? It's, it's it's become like over politicized too, yes. right? There's there's an evangelical political, uh, like even like you know Fox News and CNN and all these sorts of people. They count on the evangelical vote, which basically just means the people who vote Republican, and it's got nothing to do with ev- evangelizing, right? So it's almost a, a word that's been hijacked. Yes, and so like I just cringe at it because. I mean, isn't it like, I, I don't know politics super well, but I, I, I feel like I've heard that Donald Trump won because of the evangelical vote. Right. Which makes me cringe because evangelical is like telling the good news, not voting Republican. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, and and I, I would agree. Like, I cringe because of the different methods I see at times. Yeah. And when I think of evangelism, I think sometimes of like, I like... I don't know if that's the best way. Like maybe that, maybe that does that message the way that you're giving it does reach someone. Yeah. Then is it worth it? Like, Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, And I'm, I'm not here to say I have the best evangelism in my own life, my own life or, or that I know the best way, but I'm here to say that I think, I think there's a specific way to share the good news of Christ yeah, in, in, in a way, and I think that's what Jesus perhaps might have been putting in, in packing in his statement as well as like, hey, we we may have you know like let's wait a little bit here until we really know what we're talking about, and and I I do I do think there's an action part of our own faith life of our own belief that yes we should be ready to tell the good news of Christ. Yeah, some of us may just have a faith where we simply believe and kind of keep it to ourselves. Yeah. Um, some of us may have a faith where we believe and are scared to ever tell anyone else boldly. This is what I believe. And this is why, and take a stand for what that means. Yeah. Right. And then we have a lot of, you know, on the border Christians who like say they believe, but never really like live that out. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I'm not here to judge. I'm not here to classify people. I'm just, when I think of evangelism, all of these kind of red lights and flags pop up of like, Oh, issue, 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 issue. Okay. So I want to throw something out here. Um, a passage. Okay? All right. In Matthew 10, it says, I'm sending you out like sheep among wolves. Therefore be shrewd as snakes or in other translations, it says wise as serpents and innocent as doves. And mm. so, Part of me thinks like the wisdom piece is part of this, you know, where we, you talked about issues where we're attaching issues to our message and not thinking, how do we deliver Jesus's message? Because when we attach issues to, when we lead with our issues and attach them to Jesus's message, right? Yeah. That's not necessarily being super wise because it's, it's, reading Jesus's message through our lens right. instead of reading Jesus's message through his lens. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, exactly. And so the, the wisdom aspect of it, because if we go back to Mark one forty four, which is what this whole passage is, this whole conversation is about, like, don't tell anyone. There was almost a wisdom aspect of it. Like, Hey, don't tell people that I healed you. Because then I won't be able to go into that town and actually tell them the good news. Right. The news they should hear. The news they should hear. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're going to go tell them that I healed you and they're going to be amazed by and that. And they're going to think great. I'm maybe some wizard or witchcraft or, or who knows what. Yeah. Or yeah, like all these different things. But I'm not going to be able to say like, hey, the kingdom of God is at hand. Right. Boom. Boom. There's yeah. the new, you know, like there's the good news. Like, yeah. That, like God has come. And the kingdom of God is here. Mm-hmm. And that and that brings me again back to that Notre Dame point where we talk about yeah. people reading the flames and giving. Yeah. But but isn't that something that we should do with how we think God is moving in our lives or is acting in our lives? Like mm-hmm. we should before because again, I think some of us just need a little filter yeah. to make sure and that filter not saying like you're not allowed to say things, but a filter that says, Hey, Let's put it through a little check system here before we go out and say it. Yeah. And I think that comes in our world where sometimes we just read the signs or we think these things like God is, you know, doing all of this stuff and I'm going to give God the credit. And sometimes we like misplace 
that he doesn't actually want that credit. And sometimes, you know, like this scenario with people reading the flames and Jesus yeah. at Notre Dame, yeah. right? Like, I don't think God wants that credit. I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not yeah. sure like that's really his message it's at that time. It's not clear. Yeah. So we can't credit it to exactly. him. Exactly. It's yeah. not clear. And, and again, I think God left us the Bible, mm-hmm. the inerrant God breathed words mm-hmm. that are the Bible for us to use that as our filter and to use that as our tool to share the good news. Yeah. So I'm not sure today that he is going to use the flames of um, Notre Dame or he's going to use this alignment of the stars or the, the, you know, the, the perfect heads up penny that you found. And it means God wants you to do this or that. Like, I'm not sure we need all of that. I think the filter of the Bible would kind of ruffle that out and we could find a clearer message and a better message to, to proclaim the news of Christ. And I think that is what we're on to here when it comes to evangelism or it comes to sharing the good news, which is what this guy wanted to do, right? Is that, Hey, we need to have a filter for really understanding what it is. And for us today, applicable for us today yeah. is we need to go back to the Bible. What is the mess? What's the yeah. true message that Jesus already said that God already wrote that he wants to be shared. But at the same time, the Bible also is, uh, it, it at the end of the gospels and in acts, there is a bringing of the Holy spirit. So there's, there's mm-hmm. not only yeah. the Bible, but also the Holy spirit and that each one of us has the ability to do some, you know, do, do be spirit led and do some amazing things. So that's not to say that God doesn't speak through flames or, you know, different, different current events and stuff. It's just that, like, it sounds really cheesy to say, but you don't know how God, the way we, tend to know how God's going to act is by knowing how he acted in the past. Yes. He acted in the past. Like if, if he acted a certain way in the Bible and, and in throughout history, he's going to tend yeah. to act that way again, because that's in his character. So yes. if we're all of a sudden just, I, I like how you say that like the Bible is the filter that we put these things through. It's, it's one of the filters we put these things through. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We're spirit led. And we're 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 listening to the spirit as well as the Bible, but we have to be careful that we're not just saying, "Oh, what those things, what you know." Pointing the what was it Ryan said last? Did he he say it in the last episode maybe that Christians are really good at pointing from afar at what's going wrong? Yeah. But once someone, how did he say that? I once someone remember, like comes but... close, we're not we're not very good at like pointing out basically the log and you know the, the yeah the, the piece of uh wood in the, your own wood eye in, the plank wood in, in your own someone eye. else's eye when we have a plank in our own eye we're yeah. very good at saying like from Look. 20 feet away that guy's got something in his eye but when they come really close yeah we can't say it to their face right because yeah there's an accountability thing but that's that's another tangent as well yeah well I, I love the addition of the holy spirit there right because god did give us at this time that jesus is saying it the holy spirit hasn't come and filled every believer right right, right. but that is a strategic gift given to us so that we can again discern what god truly wants us to say and we can be led encouraged that we can be led to um, do the things that God is, is asking us to do. And, um, so, so crazy enough, um, right now, uh, my eighth grade Bible class, I'm preparing them not to go out and do evangelism, but to go out and be able to exchange their worldview with someone that they don't know. So my, yeah, right. (laughs) This is, I'm so glad you asked that greater. (laughs) No, seriously. I have been literally harping for weeks like you all better know the definition of worldview because if you don't and you're going to go out there and ask someone to have like a worldview conversation, they're going to go. What does that mean? Yeah. And this is so good. I hope every eighth grade kid at the one Christian listens to this. And because look, right kids, you, it kids. just happened. I am right there with you, kids. <laughs> what are you talking about, Corey? Okay. Mr. Nickel. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So here's here's what worldview is. Worldview is taking 
your foundational beliefs, whether you're a Christian, a Hindu, a, a Muslim, a Mormon, or an atheist. You take your foundational beliefs of what you think runs the world or doesn't run the world, and you use that to view, to like look through a lens, the world that we live in, and then you then make decisions you you create opinions and okay. you develop a perspective on the world using the lens of your foundation. Yep. Okay. That is worldview. So yep. how how do you develop those things? Okay. Mm-hmm. So again, worldview is much different than evangelism. Worldview is what I believe, and here's why. Here's what here's what it's connected to. Mm-hmm. Uh, evangelism is going to tell the good news of of Christ. So we are working on worldview conversations where. We can walk up to someone that we don't know and we can just start talking and be able to say, well, here's what I believe. What do you believe? And have a conversation around that. Okay. Okay. Um, And and so I've been helped my whole curriculum, the whole eighth grade year at Des Moines Christian is developing their own worldview. So I'm teaching them, Mm. here's what the foundation is, right? Mm -hmm. The Bible. Yeah. And here's what it says. Now, the questions to them are, do you believe that? Is that your foundation? And here's everyone else's foundations out there. So do you believe yours? And can you talk to someone who's different than you? Because here's what they believe. Yeah. And here's what they believe. Yeah. And here's what they believe. And then have a conversation around that. Yeah. So it's a highly applicable matter. Okay. So in the spiel of this. I'm preparing them to go out to do this. And the biggest thing that I'm trying to teach them is don't go out making claims. Mm. Don't go out saying, Hey, Hey, Jesus Christ died for your sins on the cross. Yeah. Now, is that true? Yeah. In our belief as Christians? Absolutely. But the moment that they make a claim, the other person has all the power. They have all the power to say, prove it. Now, Eric, yeah, can you prove to me that Jesus died on a cross? I can't prove it, but I can make a pretty good case. Right. Yeah. But isn't that hard? Now you are literally fighting this whole time to make a case. So you're putting yourself in a defensive position yes, right away. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Right? So now you're defending. So... The, the tactic that we try and use, I try and teach them is like, just ask questions, ask mm-hmm. questions and let the other person make the statements and ask them questions about their statements. Make them think about it. Yeah. Make yeah. them because what we can find is that people really never know the answer. They're going to have these bold claims like there's a flat earth or yeah. um, like Tiger Woods is trash. Right. Or. Um, all of, all of these statements that they could ever say about Christianity, like a God could never create this world, whatever it is, people will make claims, but they don't actually have the factual evidence to back it up. So if we just ask Mm -hmm. questions, we can help them arrive to a place where they go, huh? I actually have no clue what's going on here. Yeah. I don't know. You know, one of the, um, one of the like concepts in psychology is called cognitive dissonance. Mm. Yes. And that always fascinates me. Cognitive dissonance is basically holding uh, like a belief or two. Well, I guess it's got to be two or more. I don't know the exact what exactly it yeah. entails. But it's holding beliefs that are contradictory to each other. Yeah. And how people do that all the time. All the time. And so like I, I'm always curious what beliefs I have that are, and, and not, not religious beliefs. I mean, I, I think, I think Christianity is you hold the beliefs that are, are in the Christian faith and they, they, they work, but other things in our worldview that necessarily don't line up. Right. And it happens all the time, but, but on the, that's kind of on a micro scale, but on a macro scale as, as far as like religious stuff, um, you're, you're saying like ask questions around like, how do you hold these two beliefs? Like, yeah. how, how do these two things make sense? Mm-hmm. It like, I mean, karma could be one thing, you know, how, um, good things happen to good people and bad things happen to bad people. You could say like, 
how does that happen? Mm-hmm. Why, like, why did, why did you know this really good person get yeah. cancer? Does that mean they're a bad person? Yeah. Oh well, no. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's that's oh those those yeah. two beliefs don't don't match, right? Yeah. Yeah. The the, the questions we love to ask. Uh, one of them is, how did you come to that conclusion? Oh yeah. <laughs> like let the person try and tell you, like, well, how did I get there? Did yeah. I just assume that, or did I actually have? factual evidence for that one. Yeah. And then also ask, what do you mean by that? Um, yeah. To, well, clarify that you like, you just, you just told me that you think the earth is flat. What is, what does that mean? Yeah. Like that my backyard is flat or that the actual <laughs> world and a lot of people my are going to make, isn't even flat. yeah. I'm right. A lot of, <laughs> and a lot of people are going to make claims about Jesus too. Yeah. Like for example, um, you know, like I, I believe, or someone's going to say, I think Jesus is the worst example. Uh, this is a bad example. Let me rethink. Um, they're going to say something about God, perhaps like, I think God is, is, um, is terrible because he brutally punishes everyone for all that they do. Mm-hmm. And I would ask, well, what do you mean by that? Yeah. And they would say, well, I think that God is an evil God who just wants to harm all of his creation because we're, you know, like that cause we deserve it. So he's constantly judging us and yeah. punishing us. And I, and I would tell, I would tell them, no, I don't believe in a God like that either. I don't either. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So instead of just getting into this huge argument in the beginning, I asked a clarifying question. They made a claim and I could say, no, I actually agree with you. And you can yeah. actually lead that person to a place of better understanding of who God yeah. is by saying, no, I agree with you. I don't, I don't like a God like that either. Like that doesn't exist. Um, so, so again, my point in all of this is that I go back to this guy who's going to go that Jesus says, Jesus says to him, Hey, don't go tell everyone. And I think of the message that he's portraying. And, and I think again, us taking this evangelism route, I I think, I think he's going to go and tell it the way that Jesus doesn't want it to be told because Mm -hmm. like you noted earlier, he wants to go in there and tell the good news the way it should be told. Yeah. And this guy's not equipped. He does not yeah. know how to evangelize. He doesn't know how to actually relate this story to them or define who this Jesus is that that gave him a miracle. And I think there's a large portion here where Jesus is like, this guy's just going to blow this up and ruin it for me. But also at the same time, I mean, I, th- I think that, that, that could be a part of it. Um at the same time, if we were to like project that onto now into someone who's just come to faith in Christ, right? Yeah. Does that mean they shouldn't share their faith? And I, I would say, no, no, no. That's not that's not what. Just because they're ill-equipped to share the message does not mean they shouldn't share the message. Right. Just, just that we should um, continually grow in our ability to share the message yes. well. Yeah. Um, and so it's not at all because I think. I think someone who's brand new to the Christian faith and and is, you know, going out there and sharing sharing the gospel in maybe the maybe may turn some people off by how it's delivered, yeah. but I think that God uses those voices and those messages anyway, mm. and that someone you know I I, I got to believe that God is covered that, you know, he's sovereign over that in spite of, but here's an interesting perspective is I think the people who come to Christianity and belief later in their life have a better way to tell it than those who have been Christians all their life. Now that's interesting. That's a, that's a big statement, but I feel like they have a story that's full of reasons that are very specific as to why, like I was this, but now I'm this because. Yeah. Whereas other people who've been Christian their whole li- Christians their whole life, we actually kind of use statements that are not good. Yeah. Like th- they actually are those statements when having a worldview conversation that gets you in trouble. Yeah. For example, like, okay. well, I believe in Jesus Christ who died on the cross. That's why I'm a Christian. Yeah. And it oh, becomes an assumption. Okay. Yeah. Or I'm I'm a Christian because I uh, I believe in the the Bible. The Bible says. Yeah. Right. Believe in Christ and you'll be saved. And if you don't, you go to hell. Yeah. I'm a Christian because I was raised a Christian. I'm a Christian because it changed my life. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and, There's and like I, a lot of statements there that can get you in big trouble. 
right? Because people aren't going to accept that. They're going to go, well, what do you mean by that? Yeah. <laughs> well, how did you come to that conclusion, right? Those same yeah. questions. I wouldn't say it's necessarily better. The message is better. It may just be easier okay. if, Good you, if you have a contrast between what your old life yeah. was like and what your new life was like. But also like in in seminary, I remember one of our classes, I think it must have been an evangelism class, and how we talked about like sharing our faith with other people and not say and 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 staying away from like well the bible told me so yeah well the, yes. well, the bible says this so it's true good because because people who don't believe the gospel yeah or it has the good no news applicability of Jesus, to them they don't recognize the authority nope. of it yep exactly and so it, that has that can't be the, the thing we lead with like yeah. jesus died you know because the bible says so well you know someone who doesn't believe it is like right. i don't believe in the bible so you yep. know we're 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 not going anywhere in this conversation. That's so, good. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's a that's a good point with this. You know, we talked about Second Timothy three sixteen that says like all Scripture is is useful for teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and how, I mean, I I admit my first my first reaction to this passage was, eh, this doesn't have any applicability. I think the applicability is what what we're getting at is that. It's being wise about the message you're delivering. Yes, that that not it's it's actually say, when we when this episode is titled "Don't Tell Anyone." Yeah, it's actually saying you know we could get into the how would you translate to this this today? He it might be something where he says like be wise about how you tell people. Yeah, you know, yes, like if 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 you saying something makes it so you can't tell anyone anyone else. You know, I, yeah. I don't know if that's well, I, if that's a yeah. If that's how it would be or not, but I, I would I would say it this way: like, think about what you're gonna say to people before you say it. Yeah, there's actually that's, Paul says that somewhere. Yeah. He's like he's like be ready to give an account for yeah, why you believe exactly. The good news. Yeah, be I, ready. Yeah, and I I I honestly think there's a lot of people who aren't ready and they haven't thought about it for a long time. Like, well, how would I really share my story? What is the good news? My faith yeah. and the good news of Christ to somebody in a way that helps not hurts right yeah. and, and that's that is the context of this verse like yeah in a way that helps and doesn't hurt yeah and i think i think that's a for me a good cap on it like yeah that's the applicability today is we both you and me need to get better at and everyone listening to this and everyone who's not listening to this need to get better at having the preparedness to tell the good news of christ in a way that helps and doesn't but hurt also I would add not shying away from telling people because you don't feel equipped or don't feel wise yeah. enough because the wisdom and the equipping and the getting better at it comes from telling people, you know, it comes from practicing it. You know what I mean? Yes. Like if, like if we're going to say like, Hey, be, you know, work at ways to be wise about telling the good news, then someone may be able to say like, well, then I won't tell because I'm not ready. I'm not ready to do that or I'm not wise enough or I don't have the right strategy or all this sort of stuff. Well, the way you get to that is by practicing it. Yep. And and I think I that's like an, that. a key element as well that, that yeah. just because you're not or because you're young in your faith does not mean that you can't do it. Right. You know? Yeah. And to remember you have the Holy Spirit, like he'll right. prompt you, he'll guide you, he'll give you courage, the boldness, and sometimes they'll just help you direct the whole message, right? Yeah. And that's good too. No, yep. I love it. Yep. That's good. Okay. So I think we kind of, do we, do we kind of wrap up that, yeah. that conversation? Yeah. We're going to move into our, our fun question we always have. Oh, yeah. Um, so I hope you're still with us. I really hope you're still with us because this is, this is Corey's question and I kind of like this question. This is <laughs> a little bit different, I feel like. This is good. So per Tiger Woods' master yes. win, yes. you know, there is the infamous picture before this that everyone knows like oh the tiger fist pump like yeah. it's twitter rage it's always the picture you see of tiger when he's winning so tiger has this fist pump iconic movement he does when he's had a great shot or mm-hmm. won a yep. tournament right uh but then i started thinking well there's like other people like john cena right he has his old his like you can't see me waving the hand oh, in front hand. of his face yeah. you have um lebron who like throws his hands down and kind of throws the knee up right i don't yeah. quite know what it's called but like it's yeah. very he's like uh, breaking a 
two by four. Yeah, yeah, like that's kind of yeah. what it feels like. There's but he Steph, also throws the chalk up in the air. Yeah, that's the, not a does, celebration. That's right. like pregame. Does or whatever. the chalk? You have Steph Curry, like who does his his threes. Oh, the threes um, over the eye. Yeah, over the eye, like the three goggles or yeah. whatever. Like all these things people have for their celebratory moments. So this being a miracle that we had today, right, of healing the leper um, and, and Jesus in this conversation, I thought, well, if Jesus, <laughs> after every single miracle, had like a celebratory hand action or a celebratory dance or whatever it is, like what would that be? Yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking through like, <laughs> you, you, you did a lot of basketball references. I'm thinking like the touchdown dance. Yeah. Do you remember Chad Ochocinco? Oh, yeah. He had all those dances. And he took the, the, the pylon one time and mm-hmm. putted the golf. Yes. the football one yeah. time. I love that, that one. Was... Um, I think Jesus's celebration, he lays down and acts like he's dead. And he's like, just like stands up. And, <laughs> and just I'm alive. Like, 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 just like yeah. levitates <laughs> like, back like, up. Like, hey, still here. Or we could just say like, he raises from the dead and that would be a celebration. Oh my goodness. I I think he's, he's in, he, okay. In my mind, he would need something like more that's going to be quicker. Cause that's to me laying down on the ground, getting back, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's, that's, it's fun. That's, it's that's good though. Long. I'm trying, but, I'm reaching. But for me, I kind of thought this through. Okay. I think, I think he would need something kind of quick and in the moment. Right. And I okay. think, I don't know. I think he, uh, I think he would have kind of a, a, a catchphrase with it too that's like got him right (laughs) like that's a big slang got him right and my kids can say a lot better than me but um so more than that though i think of jesus as a fisher of men right so i I imagine him like holding this fishing pole he's got a fishing he's got he's just got (laughs) he puts both hands like imagine right you put like your knuckles are aligned on top yeah you just kind of like you just you just you you pull the fishing pole back like you you know you hooked the fish yeah. like this. That's all he would <laughs> do. He would put his fist on it and okay. pull it back and that's say, "Got good. him." That's pretty like, good. Like I think that's what Jesus is celebratory every time would that, be like, "Heal somebody." Got him. That is pretty good. It'd be good. I don't know that's if I can I beat that. That's that's a pretty good one. Um. Oh man. Anyway. Yeah, that, anyway. That's good. Okay. I don't know if I can top that. I. I don't that, think that was a tough question because like that was good. It was on the spot. You, how do you how do you make God be not humble? <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, he's celebrating. Like, like all the people who are who are celebrating, you got like. Do you remember Terrell Owens? Oh yeah. Who like went to the center yep. and was like yep. held his hands out. Kind of, yeah. Anyway, those aren't the most humble people yeah. I've ever yeah, that's true. Uh, realized or met in my life. Yeah. Um. Okay, so we're just going to preview the next episode. Always that do. kind of wrapped up. Get out there, um, people. This one I'm really excited about because I feel like this is the... Um, well, in a lot of Gospels, I, I need to go back and double check, but I'm pretty sure it's like the first thing Jesus says. Maybe. I think after he's baptized, like he comes out of the water and he goes doesn't he i don't know i literally don't know because i have well, not researched gonna, this one gonna, yet. i i don't want to i guess i probably shouldn't talk without <laughs> check this but but the the phrase is repent for the kingdom of god is at hand mm-hmm. and i love that because there's so much like what does that mean mm-hmm. especially at that time people were like what yeah what kingdom are you talking about bro yeah. Do you have anything to add? No. I again, we love we love out. people who uh, join in on the conversation with us. Make sure you can you can hit us up on Twitter at Corey Nickel or at epate eighty eight. Yep. Um, just, just shoot us a message if you're listening. If you have a question, um, or if you have a request for another another episode, like we like today was a list, listener requested. Yeah, we love that. If you want to request something, let us know and we will. We also that. have websites, but not for this. Like you have Eric Payton Golf. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if there's a contact form on there. there I have is. I have Corey Like if you need to get a hold of us, there's a way, people. Yeah. Um, you can look it up out there. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, I'm excited for next time. Uh, join in with us, study it, look it up, and see uh, how you are in the conversation while we're having it. Yeah, thanks for being here, and we'll uh, talk to you next time. Until next time. Bye.